1: Hey, 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 we're back. We're black. We're brown. Mm-hmm. Ambition.
0: Uh, 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 uh. Hey, Sandra. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got your spunk back. Clearly, I know. I clearly, Still have COVID to dry ain't cough. take you out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I just,
1: this cough, whew. like, I feel fine, but this cough is like, but you're not fine. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be there for a minute. It's funny how we both came to the show. We're like, we're sick. I'm, not, I'm sick. Maybe it's COVID. <laughs> Let's hope not. And then immediately after the show, it's COVID.
1: <laughs> it is COVID. Yes, it was COVID. I um, like you know, I, I know. Yeah, I don't. Honestly, I feel kind of guilty because I feel like I had a scratchy throat before I went to Invest Fest,
0: so hmm. I might have been the super spreader. Oh no. I hope it was yeah. Because a it, couple y'all. people were
1: like, Oh, I was Listen, there. They I wanted to COVID. hug
0: you. You said you weren't a hugger. I know. Hey. I'm sorry.
1: I've never been inviting lie, the I was, hugs.
0: I feel like I went to plane ride over. I was like, <laughs> you know,
1: back of the throat. I was like, mm, So <laughs> I don't think I got COVID from investment. I think I brought COVID to investments. But, you know, hopefully everybody's fine. I mean, yeah. So
0: have you been? Oh, good. Good. Enjoying like the, the transition to fall, which means I'm not sweating my face off all day, okay. every day in New York. Um, no, it's been good. I went and saw, am I allowed to say? Okay, y'all. It's a very popular musical, but we can unpack it a little bit. I went and saw MJ the musical. It was a birthday gift from one of my one of my best friends, and it was fantastic. Right, what's your birthday, girl? (laughs) It's like a week and a half ago. I missed it. Yeah, you had a lot. Listen. My birthday's like two days after Superman's. I was not oh, trying yeah. to. i know, sorry, yeah.
1: Mandra. I was like, wait, her birthday. I hope this was a gift they bought on your birthday and you watched it months later. But I'm like, oh, well, sorry. Happy Tiff, Friday, please,
0: it's fine. I'm a big girl, and I'm not going to talk <laughs> about my age now because when my mom sent me the birthday card, and she put the number in it, fine, it's thirty-five. When she did that, girl. I'm embarrassed to say that I felt some type of way about it. Like Aww. I did. It just, I was like, I'm too old for a birthday card even. I just felt so, like mommy sent girl. me a card. I'm 35. And anyway. no, girl.
1: 35 is like, I I, I promise you, I'm, when I was in my 30s, I certainly was like, ha ah, ah. But once I hit 40... Like, it doesn't, like, I'm 42 now, and I don't feel that same. I look at myself, yeah. I'm like, oh, look at my baby, 30-something-year-old self. 35 is still such a baby. Look at your baby face. Girl, bye. You still <laughs> got your knees. You know? <laughs> like, look, like, I got one trick knee, I'm like, Lord, every time I wake up in the morning, I'm like, come on, she got to wake up second. <laughs> so, like, now, once I hit 40, I don't see what I tell you you can't tell me nothing I feel good aside from that knee oh but like I didn't care as much but definitely in my 30s I I definitely was like feeling like oh my gosh I'm 30 oh my god but by 40 you're gonna be like oh girl because I I I still feel young I feel like girl like you know we still got this good melanin you know elasticity
0: still working in the skin okay full head of hair that's the good thing about being a little chunky—is you know the skin is always like people get fillers. I don't need all that. It's all oh natural. It's called go to Duncan during the day. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, but I'm really, I'm really of my age. In fact, I think I'm like I'm technically living like a 75 year old. First of all, I have a trick ankle. You have a trick knee. I have a trick ankle. The one that like goes crunch. When you get out of bed, <laughs> and you're just not sure, is this the day when I go down? but yeah, i've been I've been gardening. It was a real treat for me to get out of the house and okay. go to the city. But we saw MJ. the musical, and obviously I he's an it. extremely, extremely complicated um, yes. man, and, you know, very complex story, very controversial life um but the talent of those performers mm. i don't know how and the the young man miles frost listen to me that young man <laughs> oh. <laughs> no <laughs> the, the the my friend miles my peer my peer miles frost who plays who plays mj who plays michael his his broadway debut they like plucked him out of obscurity incredible like incredible um it was it was fantastic and they brought down the house and i feel like it was a really they didn't they did not gloss over the controversial bits it was like the true story of someone's life you know like here's what it was all the warts and all but it was very fun to go out in the city and you know be my age have a little fun. Aww, I love it. I saw I
1: was like, oh, I saw the picture. I think was it on Instagram you posted a picture of Rio in the, in the act of running? Yeah.
0: <laughs> when is he not running? I don't from <laughs> me toward me. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to talk about I can't wait to start talking about um bad parenting. I know we're going to talk I, a that's about that's why I was like we are trying to make
1: the transition. Well, not that you're
0: a bad parent cuz obviously you're not,
1: but Oh no, I got stories. No, I got stories, but... I was going to ask, like, one of the things I do, like, with with Roman and Amelia, my niece, my nephew, that live close to me, is that um, I don't post them on social, but they love to use the filters on Insta, you know, like the dog one or the cat one. So they always ask me, auntie, auntie, I want to do the faces. So then we'll do the faces. And sometimes I'll record it just to save it, to share with their mom, like, of them, like, like the one with the sculpted one, where it's like hello,
0: and it's like all oh, you're making me super... feel like I should do that with Rio. Why don't I ever think to do yeah, that? it's with him? honestly he would love that. It. It's so
1: much fun, <laughs> especially like the animal ones. Oh my gosh, they love it. And so, yeah. but you know, like like I said, I don't post them on social. Their mom doesn't want them, you know, on social media, which obviously I respect and I exactly. can understand. But recently, um, a few things. Uh, speaking of bad parenting, it, um, I don't know. Have you seen? Like, there's this new challenge, which is so terrible. And I've seen some terrible challenges involving kids where it's like the scary ghost one. It's a filter. And this ghost with, like, red eyes and, like, green hair floats in the background and says, Ooh, and has makes these terrifying noises. And so people start the recording and run out of the room and leave their kid. They and leave the room? They leave the room. Usually they have the, the the room is dark or whatever. And then the kid is, like, watching you know, like the ghost flying behind them. And so they're confused yeah. as to whether or not is this happening like really in the room or is it just, the, the, just the, the camera? But most of them really believe it's happening and they get terrified and they scream and they claw at the door. It's really bad. And then the parent opens it laughing and I'm like, I don't see what's funny about that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you've seen that challenge, but it's terrible.
0: I haven't seen that one, but you did bring up one that I had seen, which is when the parents are like, someone's trying to fight me someone's trying to fight me go outside you I told them you would fight them and the only one I've only seen it once I guess I'm not on that side of TikTok that often but the little boy who was like he was a he was a preteen you know he wasn't a little little kid and but it was really adorable because he's like putting on his shoes he's like okay mom whatever I got you and he just like runs out the door but those pranks are not it like for the most part with little babies now that Rio's old enough, he can finally say, like I just took him to um, a theme park this yesterday. It was a brilliant idea that I had. I have so many like real Instagram versus reality ideas based on this trip from hell to the to the theme park. but I put him on a ride that I thought it was he was he was tall enough tall enough other kids his age were on it whatever you get in the little car and he was looking at me because I was walking away and he's like no stay and I was like well it's only you know mommy can't fit but then he's reaching for me as it jerks him around the corner and this boy poor boy I didn't realize it was gonna it's called the whip it but I thought oh, yeah I know that I one, I, know that one. I, I thought it was just a little car and they go in a circle no they whip you around yeah, the corner but, and yeah, I don't just, see my baby <laughs> you just see my baby like <laughs> Poor thing. Like it's <laughs> a good thing he's made out of jello because he might have had whiplash. He oh made it two goodness. rounds and we had to evacuate him. They let me go oh back my- in and pick him up. Oh. But He's like, I KO'd, I KO'd. And like <laughs> as a parent, how could you ever want to scare your child? Like I know. But you know, it's a lot of bad it's a lot of uh, poor, different choices. parenting choices, right? Yes. Different parenting choices out yeah. there.
1: Yeah. And so like it kind of leads me to um I don't know if you've ever heard of um Um iCarly. It was like a really popular was it Nickelodeon? I want to say iCarly was on Nickelodeon. Uh, was it Disney? Was that with Demi um, Lovato? No, it was with um it and, and um Jenny McCurdy and another young woman. I forget the name of the other young woman. But Jenny McCurdy, her name her, or Jeanette um uh, McCurdy, but I think everybody kind of knew her as Jenny. She was on something called iCarly and Sam and Cat. I'm almost, I mean, look at me getting the lion. But um either way, it was on, she was super popular, kid star. She just wrote a book called I'm glad my mom died. Mm. And on the surface, it's like, yikers. Yeah, you know, what like... What a title. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, because it's, the cover of the book is hilarious. I mean, if you want to call this topic, things hilarious. She's looking like, oh, wow, well, And she's carrying like a pink urn. And oh, my God. Kinda, <laughs> I know. She's kind of holding it like, cover, like,
0: You have to look at the cover. Oh,
1: my um, God. And okay. then, but when you get to... She's been doing a lot of interviews lately. And when you hear about the abuse, like every type of abuse you could think of, you're like, oh, I can understand why she's glad her mother died because her mother had, I mean, she had, um, and this is just a trigger warning, you know, like EDs, um, eating disorders, her mother encouraged, um, but also there were like, you know, I just wanna be mindful because I know some people have suffered abuse. Just, just think about every type of abuse you could think of. It just, you know, she didn't want to be an actress, an actor. Um, She was kind of forced and pulled into it. And, um, you know, there are laws in place that are supposed to protect children. But obviously, I mean, like even most recently, we hear about uh, uh, producers and things that, you know, took advantage of children. Um, I was watching this uh, interview with um, Macaulay Culkin, how he talked about how he had no idea what was going on at Home Alone. He said, you know, he's like, I didn't read the script. I didn't choose any of the movies. I didn't decide what I was going to do or not. It was just kind of like show up and say this. And he did. Um, th- there's a law that came into practice after so many childhood actors, when they grew up, had no money. That I think by law, they're supposed to set away in a special bank account like 15% or something like that. But many of them said that nobody reinforces that. And so there's nothing, there's no money left over when it's all said and done. I'm sure you've heard of Gary Coleman. He was like Arnold from yeah, like, yeah. Um, what's ha- not what's happening from um, oh, different strokes. So I remember he sued his parents. Gary Coleman, yeah, yeah, that's Gary Coleman. And then there's also like Webster at times and I believe he sued his parents. So it's like, dang, that was literally like probably 20 or so years ago and here this one young woman, it was, you know, you know, 10 or so years ago and this is still happening. And so, I just want to talk about like what do you So that seems obvious and they're not looking after children when your child is on TV or streaming platform, but what about now with parents who have kids and they're showcasing them on social media? Like, people are
0: monetized there. There's whole families, famous platform. YouTube families. Yes. Yes. With, with kids, older kids, too. Um, I mean, you, I think we think about, like, the celebrities and um, I think we've heard of, like, child stars in the context of Hollywood, like Macaulay Culkin and Lindsay Lohan and, like, Hillary Duff. And you think about these stars who had their wild years. And then, um, like Drew Barrymore, and how how you know how iconic she was as a, a baby drug addict, and how America was like, <laughs> yes, we'll buy more tabloids with her on the cover. But I think what you bring up is like the 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 social media families, the social media children who aren't in traditional like yeah in the traditional um, architecture of child stars as we know it, but. It's similar. Like their parents are like, it's not a microphone and a stage, it's an iPhone and a tripod. You know, and I do think about that as a as a mom. I mean, the occasional cute photo of Rio was one thing, but having him be the star, um not to say that I don't enjoy some accounts where it, you know, it is mommies and kids, especially the ones where they're teaching about parenting and stuff, but It's you want those kids to be protected, but I can't think unless TikTok or these social media platforms start putting warnings or taking down accounts where they have concerns. um, The long term consequences of that, I think, are a lot a lot harder to pinpoint as like this child's in danger. You know what I mean? Because very likely they're not going to have the parents like they're only going to post what is like what they want to be seen yeah like there was um there was one woman i forget her
1: name and i don't want to say her name because I'm, I'm i mean not that she's not deserving but her and her husband they wanted to adopt a special a child with special needs and so they 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 follow this a whole big story on them they followed the trajectory oh god i remember
0: spe- this yeah yes mm-hmm.
1: so they did they found you know which it's commendable which i was like okay but then you start to quickly realize that she wanted to adopt a child with special needs for the content because she already had like a, you know, a family. And so she specifically wanted a child for special needs. She specifically wanted a child from an Asian country, I believe with special needs. So she did so, And like children with special needs are apt to do, they needed a lot of special attention. And she basically gave that child back, which the level of trauma, you know, and, and there was something that was so crazy. One of the reasons she said is, um, which is so crazy is that, for, like within the first year of like, an, I guess, like pre-adoption that they told her that you're not allowed to post this child on social media, you know, because you have to get them like, you know, acclimated or whatever. And she fought that rule. She said, but like my family and I, we make our money via social media. And and um, I think it's unfair for that rule for us. Can you imagine and not th- like you have a, no one. Ha- <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. Sometimes That's you just part of the adoption process. They don't want you to post. And she was yes. fighting it yes
1: because it was going to be part of her content to say look at us the saviors of this child and then but the child like really everything from like what you would expect because the child you know went hungry for a very long time so they would hide food in their room you know um they would steal food at the refrigerator when they were sleeping because this child is like i don't know when i'm going to eat again because that's that's been my experience you know um the child was aggressive but these are things like when i worked in newark there were some children i remember in particular one little girl who was, um, her, her mother used drugs while she was pregnant with her. And so I had to learn all t- what kind of behavior to expect from her. She was like really, really clingy. Sometimes too, she would um, fly off the handle, get very angry. She was always afraid. She needed reassurance a lot. I remember like for the first like month or two, I used to just carry her on my hip everywhere. And I remember like the state came in and they like marked me down for points saying that like you can't carry her. And I'm like, I'm going to like she needed like the real it took about, I want to say three or four months before she realized it's safe in this classroom. It's safe in this classroom. And the only way she could like literally everywhere I went except for the bathroom. She was on my hip. It was like if I sat down to do circle time, she's on my hip. If I did anything I did and because after doing research, I realized that like she needed like the she's only three she needed the ultimate of reassurance, you know? And so, I mean, I don't know what that must be like when you have to take a child home, but you know that, you know? And so it's like, and, but you hear all these horror stories about like these, um, these, um, kind of like parents, especially YouTube, you know, cause I feel like, um, social media, you know, the smaller clips, but some, there are literally some YouTube channels where it's about the full family. And there's nothing wrong with that cuz I know there's some there's a lot of positive ones but I do wonder you know what happens when that child is 10, 11, 12 and might say I don't want to be on camera anymore.
0: And Not the way even you make like, him- Yeah, the families but there's also like where it's just the kids. And yes. it's like like the the videos that Rio watches on YouTube, there's like little boys opening presents, opening yes. toys or like playing with toys and they mm-hmm. have these huge channels and yeah. I how can we be sure that their parents are, like, or what's to protect them so that their parents are? Because YouTube, of course, you earn from that. They have like mm-hmm. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of subscribers. Sometimes they must yeah. be making money. Is Girl, it that go? Ryan
1: guy, that Ryan little boy, he was like nine years old, was making twenty million dollars a year, Mandy. Twenty million. You're like, wait, hold on, Rio. So watches? you should have went open a present.
0: Yes, he's There's just now gotten name- into the little kids opening toys. Before that, it was like Super Truck. Yes, yeah, so excuse me, a, I don't it's know what it was named- called.
1: It's, it's a little boy named Ryan. I don't know if he still does this, but it started because... Baby Blippi? No, he, it started because um, his grandparents didn't live near him and his family. So his mom would record him opening his Christmas presents and stuff and say, thank you so much. And then posted it on you know um, YouTube thinking no one's going to watch it. I'm just going to send it to grandma. And then other kids you know just started to be like, hey, I started watching. But yeah, you should Google Ryan. At one point, I don't know what he's doing now, but he was making upwards of $20 million a year. So that's and a child so actor. You, yeah. And so that's yeah. what you start to think. Like, there's no laws in place. I mean, the laws that are in place for child actors to protect their finances and their mental health and things, even that's not being seen through. So let alone for, like, social media. So I think it's going to be really interesting. It's almost like how, you know, when it first came out and you could be like, I love this water. And then the FTC was like, oh, that's cute, girl. It's hashtag sponsored. Hashtag Yeah, hand. yeah. You know? And so because it was such a new, like, such... um new territory that we were moving into so i think like this is new territory and i think that like her book might open up like you know the conversation of like wait a minute what is really happening with child actors and not just child actors but like these social media family and personalities and kids and and are they being protected financially are they being protected emotionally because um it's just like the wild wild west out here you know
0: and that's very different than like, I feel like every other week, I see another social media post about how if you have children, put them on your payroll, like if you have an LLC or a company, put the kids on your payroll so that you can pay them. And then I think for that too, it's like, it's up to the parent, but making sure that those funds yeah. actually mm-hmm. are put aside for the kid, right? Um, not just to benefit mm-hmm. you, the business owner, but actually to save and invest for your child. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that we take for granted that we approach things from, like, how can we protect and care for the children? But there are, like, desperate people, greedy people who get swept up, and they're little... They have their little cash cows, and... Yeah. And it's, like, this Mm -hmm. young woman, Jeanette. Jeanette McCourt, yeah.
1: Yes, literally. Where,
0: like, they become breadwinners for their family. And that's such a fucked-up dynamic to me. I can't... How do you... How do you? She said normally, that you That's just you not. It's so you'll not normal. See that she's like, like it's just not as normal. As a
1: kid, you are not equipped to manage what that means to be the breadwinner for your family. What that means to have fame. She said you're not equipped. You don't have the tools. She said it's hard enough for adults, but she's like you just don't have the tools. And then you know the people that you lean on to trust. That's all you can do is hope that they do you right. You know, like um, um remember Charlie D'Amelio? She was the number one followed person on TikTok. And um, they had a Hulu show, and you kinda got to see the behind the scenes. And when I tell you I was so sad for that girl, because you see that like she really loved dancing, and then you see that she's having like meetings with like the family business manager. And it's like they have this, these big thick folders of all the things her year's planned out. And you can see in her face, because at the time she's a teenager, like 16, 17, not even 17, like 15, 16, whatever, in that age range. And she's like, am I, am I gonna have time for
0: dance? they're like, well, we'll see. Ah, I could just see her face like, okay. Like the thing is like some kids want it and they'll beg for it. They want to be on social media. They want to do the dances and be famous on TikTok. And I think it's our job as parents to like say no, have boundaries for their own. And you know what, for their own protection. And you know what also I'm thinking of as you're saying this is a couple of things. One, of course, I just saw the MJ story, um, the musical on Broadway. And then Serena Williams, yes, um, she right. came out on the cover of was it Vanity Fair or Vogue? Uh, Vogue, I think it was. Vogue. Just recently, she came out. And she was on the cover with Olympia, her daughter, and to announce her <laughs> retirement. Vogue, yeah, let's put some respect on Vogue. And she yes. looks stunning, my God, um, with the little Olympia holding her train. But she was there to announce her retirement from from tennis, and you know, and I think it was in that interview or bec- or another one that she gave recently. Maybe it was that one where she was basically saying like. Um, parenting styles today like that's not what made me a superstar it's not what made me like the greatest athlete of all time um, and when I look at Michael Jackson's story and how physically emotionally verbally abusive his father was and to to him especially and drilling him in with that idea of perfection that's why Michael was so good at what he did and that's why Serena I mean I don't know Serena's story I don't think um, no not at all it wasn't as bad as that but still like I exactly. I don't know if we can I, even have another MJ yes. or Serena because of how parenting mm-hmm. has evolved. You know, there's no way in Hades that I'm going to let Rio like, I'm, you know, I, I just feel like we have yes. much more information and we are the byproduct of that kind of parenting style. Some of so many of us, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z that I mean, not that we're not going to have great talents, but I think. Yeah. It's just like, how do we without still cultivate abuse. that yep. great talent and success yes. without yeah. the the abuse, the pain, yeah. you know, uh, sacrifices? It's hard because that you're right, these you, babies. To me, do
1: you get that? Right? Do you get that yeah. next level? At what you cost? Know? So you know, it's you're right. that you know, question. And like, and it's crazy because now, so I, when I came back from Invest Fest, I'm not going people people's business out there, but girl, at least three or four people who are what I call the girls, like G U O R L S. So what I call the girls is like um. You know, those people be, that's like, you know, I made a million dollars in 30 minutes or like, you know, my, my, um, you know, like, I you know, I, I could probably classify myself one of the girls back in the day, you know, um, where it's like, you know, you see them and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, they're, they're doing so amazing. They're making a lot of money. Everything's so great. But behind the scenes, the girls is suffering. And, um, and so like, you know, so I, I like about four of the girls came up to me at um, Invest Fest and after, so like some of these really big, well-known um, business owners that were like, hey, Tiffany, how you doing? I'm, I'm really miserable. And I'm like, what? They're like, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really miserable, can I talk to you? I'm like, what? you know, I always feel like I still have the scent <laughs> of my preschool teacher self oh. on me because that happens a lot. I know, yeah. for real. And they're just like, can I have time? <laughs> I know, I, I know. Say, can you, can you carry me on your like, hip for really? a minute, Miss <laughs> Tiffany? Yes. And I'm just like, you know, I and, I know. and I said, let me guess, you're overworked and overwhelmed and you're making a lot of money, but you feel locked in and you look at your calendar and you say, who made these choices? I don't even have a say of what my day looks like. And they're like, yes, yes. I said, like, how do you know? I was like, because I lived there for a while. And you don't know how to break yourself free because you're like, this is the way you make your money. So if you don't, if you stop, you won't make any money. They're like, yes, yes, yes. And I said, yes. They're like, but you seem good now. And I said, I am. This is, aside from Jarrell not being here, this is the happiest I've been in business since probably the first time I started my business because I'm not overworked and overwhelmed. I don't look at my calendar and think to myself, how did I get here? What are all these things on here? I don't want to do these things. Um, I had already been... Like two years ago, I started the transition to get away from that because that's why I'd hired Zion, my business coach, and I hired Dr. Green because I said, I can't continue like this. Something has to give. Um, So I'd already been doing the work, but when Jarrell passed away, the stuff that I was tiptoeing toward, I just threw it out the window. I was like, yeah, so... I'm actually not tiptoeing. It's over. I'm not doing that. What about nope? Because, you know, perspective was like on a hundred. And so for all of them, I kind of was just like, I'm not going to pretend like you're not going to have to make big choices. Like, you know, it's not going to, it's okay to start with a tiptoe, but you're going to have to make some big choices. It might be letting go of staff, which is never easy or pleasant. It might be dropping a specific business model. Like one woman in particular, she said she hated this one business model. And I said, then why do you do it? She said, because it makes money. I said, does your other business model make money? She said, yes. I said, she said, but not as much as this one. I said, but if you don't do the current business model, will you be homeless? No. Will you be hungry? No. Will your family suffer financially in a significant way? No. You'll just make less money and be happier. She was like, yeah, but I said, I get it. Because it's not, and it's honestly not really about the money that I found, Mandy, is that if you're one of the girls and you hang out with the girls all the time, (laughs) I mean, no, don't. And and honestly, I've never joined it. I won't join it. I've definitely been like an outsider looking in, but then I saw myself with some girl tendencies. I was like, ooh, we got to, you know, we got to switch this up because all of us can have girl tendencies, you know, and, but do not, because what happens when you join the official girls club, um, whether you're a man or woman or otherwise they um and and not because they're bad people not at all, they normalize this feeling of get it because it can be getting gotten you know, and so she was like in that space where she yes. was just like oh my mm-hmm. gosh and I asked her I said because there was like all these behind the scenes like dinners and whatever that I was not invited to but that's okay um like at invest and, and I said so when you were there <laughs> I know I said when you were there <laughs> they weren't how they were good dinners then felt happy to you. And she was like, like next to none, this one person was telling me how they keep breaking into their house and um because you know, they kind of wear their wealth out outwardly. they keep so they have to have twenty four hour security. oh and this yeah, person yeah, is yeah, partnered mm-hmm. and has children. So it's like you've worked so hard to build a successful business to achieve freedom for your family and yourself only to live in a cage. And I was just like, and then when I tell you, Mandy, I've never seen more um, bodyguards ever in my life. You know, like we've been to like a, um, a girl.
0: Doesn't have bodyguard? Girl. I'm that not here to say no comes. names, but I'm just. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, see. I think I saw that on social. I'm like, oh, yo, you did? You, got you did? But I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I saw it on social. How else would I know that? Yeah, yes. I'm
1: not. I'm just, um, I'm, I'm keeping it light, but I'm just saying.
0: Yes, because yeah. it is on social. But BA she... fans only coming for hugs, right? I mean, like, yo, genuinely hugs. When I tell you, it, it we're not going to get Jon Snow. It's cra- it was cra- like literally. And you know,
1: man, we have been to a lot of conferences, and this is the first time ever, ever, ever that I have seen the majority of people with bodyguards. And I was thinking, like, oh man, it just seems so. I don't even know. I felt sad because I thought you work so hard. You make all this money. And then you live with at least a sense of fear. And I'm just like, how do we get here? Yeah. And so like, I mean, because, you know, we talk about, you know, me and Mandy talk about business and things all the time. And it's like, everyone doesn't navigate from that space, right? So some of it is also like what you put out there. You want to make sure like me, you know, you can be successful and, you know, but you're not going to see me in the Lamborghini, which is no shame, shade to that. It's just that like, you know, I won. I don't. I think Lamborghinis are mostly stick shift. I can't drive stick. Plus, it's not the kind of car that I would want for myself anyway. But knowing that, you know, if that's on the outside, if you got a, a you know, a hundred thousand uh, dollar chain or watch on, because you know, a lot of the guys like to wear like these really expensive watches. So then, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have those things, but what I'm saying is, know that there's a trade off for when you present those things publicly, that then it entices people who don't have to come and get it from you. But yeah, when I tell you, and I've gotten a quote, like um, I asked one of the girls how much you know 24-hour security costs. At minimum, you're looking at $10,000 a month, Mandy. You're looking at about $10,000 a month for 24-hour security, you know? Yeah.
0: Is it threats like that? And it makes me sad. I mean, I feel like last week, well, I know you were sick last week when you were talking about Invest Fest. I think at one point you were like, it was it was beautiful, it's like black and brown people together under one roof, no drama, no nothing. And I'm like, is that because everyone like <laughs> it's like know. a seven foot tall <laughs> bodyguard in every corner? People, I, but no, but in all seriousness, yeah. it makes me sad because like what is being sold? Yeah. Invest for what exactly? Yes. I thought it was health, happiness, wholeness. Yes. Uh, you know, live the life that you want. Yeah. Um. But we're always I mean, this is America, right? So I shouldn't be so naive to us as to assume. And I And I know. I mean, I see. And in Black American culture, even in, you know, now being a part of a Dominican-American family in that culture, the bells, the whistles, the glitz, the glam, yeah. the trappings of that, and that is still predominantly the stuff yeah. that people want and they associate with success. Yes. And I think as long as that is the case, you will have misery. Um, Thank goodness for... I thought the girls were us. The gr- girls. No, no, no,
1: girl. We're not one of the girls. Like, I feel like...
0: No, like we, you can have My success. schedule, because of... <laughs> But Between listening to you talk about entrepreneurship and your journey forever, plus the fact that I'm just a lazy Leo at heart, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not working harder than I need to. Yes. My hours are 10 to three. Good. And I will make it work. And I've become really good at saying no to stuff that I've just been like, that doesn't sound like fun. Thousand bucks here. And I'm like, no, I don't, I'm tired. Yeah. Lazy lion, okay? No, but I so, love that for you <laughs> because it's like. Um, because here's
1: the thing that I've learned. If you are, if you work hard, I mean, th- it's part of it, but if you're consistent and you are, you know, strategic, you know, then you're gonna be fine. You can make things work within whatever parameters that you set. Like I love to see like my sister Tracy, you know, she started her PR company like two years ago. And she's like, you know, I never thought about it. Cause I was asking her, like, what do you do on Friday? She's like, I get my hair done. And I was like, yeah, what else? She's like, you know what, Tiffany, because of listening to you, and I know you take Fridays off, you know, I took Fridays off almost from the very beginning. And it's like, she's like, I didn't even think, you know, it took me years to get to a place of Fridays off because I didn't think I could do that. And she's like, you know, I've got a multi six figure business as a result, uh, but I can take Fridays off. And I just thought, and that's what I'm wanting. Like when I say the girls, I mean, it's the, you make big money, but secretly you're having a hard time. And I have definitely been one of the girls. And I was like, oh, no. Although I wasn't part of the click, click, um, which helped me to step away because the click will keep you in bondage because they will tell you, like I said, not because from a place of, of a bad place, they want to motivate each other. Girl, you can, if you did this, you could get to eight figures this year. You could get to 20 million. And you're like, I could, I could. And, and it is great to have peers push you to, to be your best. But I want to challenge what does best mean? To me, your best is healthy, happy, whole success.
0: I want my three little cucumbers. I want to water the plants. You know, I want to. That's why I'm lifestyle inflation and trying to keep that at bay. I'm glad that my life has like I've never. And I think very much you too. Like we just have kept it humble as far as the cost of our yes. life, like our noodle budget. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean? like I feel like on like I don't ha- I don't feel the pressure. Yes, I'm still breadwinner, but I don't feel the pressure to go at an uh, at an unsustainable pace because of how much the life costs me. And I'm so like I, I'm just desperate to protect that. Like I want to protect it so that I can be, I can I can watch Love Island for an hour before I pick up Rio to like get my mind on straight and come home and play with him for three hours and not you know like, um. Yeah, so I think you set that example. We have to set that example. Like, so many people need to hear that message. Yeah.
1: So, if you're listening, you're one of the girls and you wanted to step out, come on over. You can call yeah. me. I'll give you're you all my number. You're in the right t- place. Yes, I always like, we used to tell me. your frozen you, my phone matcha latte. Re- it was ringing. Yeah. I was like, hello? How'd you get my number? They were like, I heard that. It's <laughs> so like, yeah. So, I'm glad though, because what that tells me is that people wanted to break free from that. They're redefining success for themselves. So.
0: We will be right back with Boost or Break, y'all. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank.
1: Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And now it's time to boost or break, oh, boost or break, oh, boost, uh, 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 boo boost, break. Girl, I'm going to break real quick. And that's what I'm going to break upon. I am tired of coughing. I'm tired.
0: (laughs) tired. I was just about to say, don't jinx it, because you haven't coughed this You've been talking most of the show. I'm impressed. I I have been holding it in. Like, I'm like, (laughs) I
1: am so tired of coughing. And we said this earlier, but I think it's kind of funny. Um, I'm tired of coughing because... I keep peeing at myself.
0: <laughs> Girl, you need to get the... Um, <laughs> listen, I have been, like I told you, like I've been to aisles of CVS that I just had never... Like they were the horror. Like that's like the back of the store. I don't want to go down that aisle. That is not for me. I had childbirth put me down that aisle. And I think any woman, no matter what your body, like age, gravity, it turns on yes. us. Yes. Like
1: because at this coughing point- fits. I just slap When a I had COVID, on. it was
0: like, depends all day. Girl,
1: I just slap yeah. a hand because I'm just like, I'm not even on my, my <laughs> menses, as the old ladies would say. Because literally, I have to choose a struggle. <laughs> am I going to cough or am I going to practice these kegels? Because normally, you know, no, normal every day, you know, a sneeze and a cough, you could feel it coming. And then you prepare yourself. You're like, here it comes. Okay, and tighten. No, because these coughing fits <laughs> can literally come from nowhere. I mean, I'm just like, I just, I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good thing you work
1: from home <laughs> there goes another one and so like yes I I rebuke thee the cough and the weak bladder um I I would like to take a very big brown break from both I am I'm tired I'm tired like I actually feel better like you know I don't feel sick but like this coffee is this dry arid cough literally it's dry on top wet at the bottom um, so yes, that is my
0: humidifiers s- <laughs> that
1: I slept next to one that really helped. Oh, you're right. You know what? I think I, I have one because you're right. It is dry because my chest is feeling like, Ugh. so I think I'm going to get, um, I'm going to whip out my humidifier, but yes, my brown boost is just COVID. You suck. You filthy animal and, um, you came, you snuck it in, in the middle of the night. This is my first real bout with COVID. I think I had COVID very early on just because I lost my taste, my sense of taste and smell like that January before COVID was like. Like, you know, call. Oh, dang, I did. Really? Okay.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably.
1: So I remember being like, that's weird. Maybe because I thought I had the flu. because I had a really like I, I got like um, a cold. I was only feeling bad for maybe like a day or two. I remember I was sweating one night really, really bad. I woke up like in a puddle of water. And then maybe a week later, I lost my sense of taste and smell. And I was like, that's a new flu symptom. And then two months later, COVID hit. And I was like, wait, was that COVID? Um, which probably it was. But this is my first like knowing bout. With COVID. So I am brown boost breaking this damn COVID. Um, but thank God for tea and vitamins and rest. And, you know, it's one of the things where I'm really am grateful that I finally stepped away from not having control of my calendar, not having control of my life, feeling like the business take over. Because I was literally able to wipe the whole week. Like, I think all I did was really like round ambition And I was able to wipe the whole week clean um, because. I have choices, and I'm actually leaning into those choices that I've always had. So,
0: well, I am so glad that you're feeling better. It's coming. Are we at the stage now where we're grateful to have it instead of monkeypox? Girl, Gosh, yes, because monkeypox looks painful. Girl, I can't. <laughs> Ouch. Blessed to anyone who's dealing with that. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that you're on. I'm glad that you're on the mend. Um, and oh yeah, I was going to tell you the honey pot pads. Amazing. They really? got this like menthol cooling element. They're probably terrible for you because they say nothing scented down there, but. When I need a little, when I go off my little walks or my jump rope, (laughs) oh no, I either need my honeypot pad or I finally invested in those $40 underwear that you're supposed to wear for periods now. And I'm not even going to do that thing where we talk about lady business and we say, listen to our male listeners, we're sorry. You know, we got a comment and maybe I should share it in our Q&A this week. We got a comment from a listener who was like, you know what? You guys make me feel bad every time you oh, yeah, you right. discount men. Okay. I'm a male listener. I'm a fan. We're out here. Don't insult okay, us. Okay, so well, you know what? That hey male listener. male listener, I cough and I pee on myself <laughs> and I'm wearing a pad. You should know these <laughs> things. Yes, because
1: and when we jump rope, yes. I'm either wearing a pad or a of toilet tissue down there because I know that I'm going to release <laughs> a little something when I jump rope as well. <laughs>
0: okay. Do you want us snatched, or do you know what I mean? Like, you can't have it both ways. You want us snatched and not in a puddle of our own urine, or like, what do you want? Like, what do you want from us? Because, like, things cost. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, my <laughs> listeners. Okay, <laughs> let me get to my <laughs> let me get to my um, boost. I'm going to do a boost. There's some data. I've been waiting for data on the Great Resignation. I was curious, just from my own anecdotes. I mean, obviously, I talk to women every damn day, which is amazing, a privilege, about their journey through the Great Resignation. And of course, I stress all the time. You know, just because everyone else is quitting doesn't mean that you should be quitting. Um, that being said, data has just come out from the Pew Research Center. That shows da, 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 you can actually quit your way rich yes! i wasn't lying <laughs> okay so <laughs> Pew looked at what percentage of workers saw a wage increase over the last year by jumping to a new employer versus people who stayed with the same employer and i will put the caveat here that a lot of people who stayed at work got wage increases but they were like inflation like cost of living little bumps and things like that but Um, The vast majority, 60% of people who got a new job, took a new job and quit um, in the last year in 2022, 60% saw a wage increase versus just less than half, less than half who stay with their employer actually saw a wage increase. So shout out to my quitters out there. (laughs) Get out there securing the bag that being said, I saw another stat also from Pew, something like 25% of workers who quit said they regretted their choice. Mm. So I wanted to highlight. Yeah, I wanted to highlight that one, I think, like taking any job, whether you've quit and you took an, taken a new job or whatnot, like there's always a chance that it may not be the right fit. You know, there's always in hindsight it's 2020. And I my thing is, always wanting to encourage people that you can make the best decision with the information that you have now. But I always I always encourage people to not make a decision in haste or make a decision because they think that a new job is going to solve a core issue that they may have with their current job because it may be something that is either they can work out at their current job or something that they actually are contributing to and that just carries over to the next job. But really like sitting with yourself and making sure that you are taking a new opportunity for the right reasons And at the same time, if you do end up in a situation where you're like, "Mm, you know, I took this new job, it's not the best fit for me, I realized that, okay, get on up and you can do it again. Like, sometimes we make decisions and we got to pivot afterward because we realize, okay, I did the best thing with the information that I had. And now that you've been in the job, now you have information you never could have had when you were just, you know, on the outside looking in. So to anyone who's sitting in a job right now that you took during the great resignation and you're thinking, ah, this is not for me. My only message to you is just that's okay. You can find a new opportunity again, you know? You didn't do anything wrong. You took a chance, and that's all right. All right. So don't beat yourself up. Just use it as information to guide you to your next best decision as far as your career. And, you know, get a wage increase while you're at it. That's my boost. You okay, Tiff? I saw that, I saw that coffin fit. That's what you've been doing. You've been muted. I've been muting. That's why I'm like I haven't heard any. I'm call fighting thing. for my life over Look, I muted. It's <laughs> <and> just like <laughs> I had a rolling
1: <laughs> roll fit. I was like,
0: mm-hmm. so um. Aww, no,
1: that, okay. That is our brown Bruce Brown break. Woo, child That's the show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget though. You know we have BAQA. Q A. Keyway. I'm on Friday so keep asking your questions. DM us on social. Brandon mm-hmm. Click like ask us anything. Uh, we love answering questions. Um, And we'll see you in a few days. Um, Yeah, that's our show.
0: That's it. Bye-bye, BA fam. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week.